Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back, you guys. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hi. Hi, and we're back. And we just want to emphasize, we are the OG Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. (laughs) We are the originals. So stop trying to steal our name. Yeah, it came to our attention recently that a active member of the LDS Church has made a podcast with our exact same name. So more details on that later, perhaps. In the meantime, stop stealing our name. (laughs) Exactly. If you are a listener who likes to listen to ex-Mormon podcasts, but proclaim that you're an active Mormon and you've taken our name thinking that this way it'll drive all the traffic to the Mormon church. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we kindly ask you to fuck off and give us our name back. Thank you. (laughs) It was the kind, polite way to please fuck right off. (laughs) That is the only time I will be kind because we're on a roll today and I am feeling extra feisty because this is our baby. We -hmm. have worked so hard on this and then to see that someone just pops up and steals our name and is a progressive Mormon. You know, I wouldn't even be that annoyed if it was like an ex-Mormon platform Then I'd be like, hey, really great material, but could you just change your name? Because there's already one of us out here. But then it's like they say in their description, a progressive Mormon. Yikes. I Nothing gets my blood boiling more than the term progressive Mormon. <laughs> we all know that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, thanks, you guys, for backing us up. We really appreciate that. We felt all the love. You guys quickly validated our feelings of anger and frustration and have immediately taken to all the actions that we needed to be done. So thank you, guys. We love you, and we appreciate your support so much. Yeah, we do. You're our warriors, our our stripling warriors. Ooh, <laughs> our stripping warriors. Yeah, I was just going to say you guys are our stripping warriors, and that's what we like. <laughs> well i have some good news to share we have some new patrons it's our happy i can't think of alliteration right now but anyways it's patreon time our happy hour (laughs) our happy hour that's the word that's the thing All right, so the first one we're shouting out is Sarah. I think we have a lot of Sarah patrons, which is really cool because that's a that's a pretty good name. I don't know. I know. It's- <laughs> I'm so flattered. I feel like all the Sarahs have come together and supported. I know. Each other. I it's love amazing. it. Amazing. So thank you, Sarah. We're happy to have you. Thanks, sexy Sarah. I love mm. your name. Ooh, ooh. We also have Julianne, another beautiful name. Hi, Julianne, and thanks for joining us on Patreon. Hello, Julianne. I believe we sent you a message today, but thank you for joining us on Patreon. We love and support. No, we love your support. There it is. <laughs> Got it there right. It <laughs> there it is. And last but not least, we have Jill. Hi, Jill. Thanks so much for your support. Yes, thank you, Jill. We really appreciate your support. And I think you're our first Jill on the Patreon. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Well, welcome, Jill. Welcome. And if you want to get extra content, we we produce at least one extra episode uh, per week over on Patreon, but sometimes more. So if you want to get more content, you can go over there. It's patreon.com slash not so Molly Mormon. Yes, come join the party and get some extra content, even some little pictures every now and then, some gems from my journal, some good embarrassing stories that you guys can laugh at while I cry myself (laughs) to sleep but it's good it gets me through the trauma and I love it Sarah just goes through her trauma on Patreon (laughs) for your entertainment (laughs) Uh, so okay that's all I have to announce anything on your end um I think that's it yeah All right, well, this week's topic is a very special topic because it 
was requested by a patron, an Outer Darkness patron, Kaylee. Hey! Hey, Kaylee. This is your episode. This is Kaylee's episode. Yeah. So just so you guys know. Yeah. Kaylee requested that we talk about personal progress. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I was like, God damn it, Kaylee. Why would you ask <laughs> for this topic? But because we love you and because you support us and are in out of darkness, the best place to be, mm-hmm. we are so excited to cover this topic. And it actually was, it was uh, a bit traumatic remembering those because Katie and I both went through personal progress. But then yep. I just found some really good gems today that I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous. I can't. Yeah, it's, yeah, ridiculous is a good word for it. Um, well, there's a lot of other words, but we'll get to it. So <laughs> basically what I did is I I have a definition of what it is, and I went through the actual pamphlet, the booklet that they give you, and I pulled out some examples of what these poor young women have to endure. And then Sarah did a slightly different version of research that I'm also very excited to hear about. So it'll be a mashup, <laughs> as it's usual. A good mashup, and it's going to be a trip down memory lane for those oh, of you for who sure. grew up in the church and who did personal progress. You know, maybe pause it here, dig through if you have your personal progress, pull it out. You know, join us for the ride because it's going to be a it's going to be a fun one. Who buckle up? Yeah, <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> And for those who didn't grow up in the Mormon church, you might want to put on two seatbelts for this one because your mind's going to be like, what the actual fuck? That, that's what you guys did in your teens? Yep. Be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we did. <laughs> so if you didn't grow up in the Mormon church, you're probably like, what is personal progress? Well, oh boy. So the personal progress, it's like this. It's a program. It's a goal setting and achievement program. I'm doing heavy air quotes there. Um, And it's for the young women of the Mormon church. So apparently, I didn't know this, but when I was researching it, I found out that the program ran from 1978 to 2019. So I guess... No, I guess at the end of 2019, it was replaced by a new program called Children and Youth Program. And because they got rid of like the duty to God for men and the church also stepped away from the Boy Scouts for the young boys. Right. So I think that they created this new program. So it's probably really, really similar. And I was trying I was digging around trying to find that program online and it's just so ambiguous I couldn't find anything like definitive about it but I'm guessing it's pretty probably pretty similar to this for the young boys and girls although I don't know if you listeners know you can email us or whatever but apparently they stopped this exact personal progress program in 2019 but I doubt that much has changed you know what I mean that is so interesting, and also it's amazing that Celestial Jesus just changes his mind like every other decade. I know he it's he so can't. Crazy. You would think that if he could see into the future, which we're told he can, he would have just had it be constant from the beginning. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Celestial <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, mm-hmm. make up your mind. So. Okay, you open the booklet, and it says in there, the young women motto is stand for truth and righteousness. So I was just thinking about that, and it's like, stand for truth? Okay, like, I can get behind that. But this whole stand for righteousness shit, like, what what does it mean? It's just so holier than thou, right? Like, I'm on this high horse, righteous ground, and I will stand for this righteousness. Also, the irony that they're going to stand for truth when their church is totally made up. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's all complete, utter bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Uh, so right. It makes you, like, so arrogant. Like, I remember reading, like, because you have to, you know, read the theme and stuff every Sunday and before uh mutual activities and shit like that. 
And I remember that and being like full of like pride, like, yeah, I yeah. And with righteousness and like, yeah, I'm going to be that annoying, obnoxious person. That's like, I don't want to be in the same room with you. If you're watching a radar movie, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that was I want to keep the Holy ghost with me. <laughs> <laughs> if you have alcohol, I'm going to need you to not bring it into the shared apartment that we will all live in together and pay the same amount of rent. I need you to not have alcohol in the space. Uh, also mine. Yep. Sarah did that, you guys. I did that. <laughs> okay, so the Young Women logo is a, the logo of a torch surrounded by the Young Women motto. And, like, the torch, one of the sides kind of has a face that looks like a young woman's profile are you picturing it do you remember it <laughs> oh my god I don't remember that I just remember the torch and thinking it was like Olympic well I think I'm pretty sure one side yeah it looks like it has a little face yeah, on it I'm, yeah that sounds about yeah right. and it says in here that this torch represents the light of Christ inviting all to come unto Christ it invites all young women to make a commitment to hold up their light by being an example and remaining worthy to make and keep sacred covenants and receive the ordinances of the temple. So you're not just inherently worthy. You have to remain worthy. You can lose that worthiness. Yeah. Jesus. You guys, there's a lot of worthiness talk in young women, which is probably a huge, I mean, it's throughout the whole church. We talked about this, like you have to be temple worthy, but it really was ingrained in me at a young age from young women, like being, yep, me too. you have to be worthy and no guy's going to want you if you're not worthy and you're not going to be able to be a mother and a wife if you're not worthy. Yep. And then I'm mm-hmm. all like, fuck you guys. I'm going to get tattooed on my leg. Fuck Hell that. yeah. <laughs> worthy. So, worthy bitch. Okay. The next page has the young woman theme. Do you remember it? If you started off, I'll probably be able to like quote some of it. Okay, here we go. We are daughters of our heavenly Father, Father, who loves us, us and we love Him. him. We will stand. Yep, we will stand stand as witnesses of God God at all times and in all things and in all places, as we strive to. Am I going right? Yep. As we strive to live the young woman values, which which are which are faith, divine nature individual worth, knowledge, choice and accountability, good works, and integrity. Yep, and they added virtue on after we left. Gross and virtue. We believe as we come to accept accept and and honor. No, go ahead, keep going. Accept and act upon these values. We will be prepared to strengthen home and family, making Making keep sacred sacred covenants, covenants, receive the blessings of the temple and enjoy the blessings of exaltation yeah yep that's how ingrained it is sarah doesn't have that in front of her i don't have shit in front of me yeah no she just remembered that so i guess if you didn't uh grow up mormon even if you did and you're a man and you didn't go through the young women's program every single gathering of young women so not just on sunday but on wednesdays or other events you would, before the lesson, you all stand up and you chant this out loud together. It's really hitting me right now, actually. Like, it's insane that after, I mean, I'm 33. I The last time I quoted that or chanted that in a cult white way was when I was 18. Yep. That's a long time ago. And it still yep. is so ingrained in my head and off the top of my head that I'm able to chant this and it also just pisses me off like I wish my brain would have used that space because obviously that was like my prime like for memorizing <laughs> and having things like you know ingrained in my memory and, and brain like oh, how much more useful it would have yeah. been to have like I don't know a second language thrown in there or like right yeah, things that are actually beneficial instead of crammed in with these like memorizing scriptures and chants and songs. And I mean, literally, I still sing so many Mormon songs in my head on a daily basis that just pop up like me too. Constantly me too. Love at home, which I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. If I have that song stuck in my head one more time, I'm going to go crazy. Yep, I know. It's the true definition of a cult. I feel like it 
it gets in there and it's stuck. It's stuck in there. And for, for like you listeners who didn't grow up in the church, it's even more cold light because you're in this room, you're in young women's room, so ages 12 to 18, and you stand up to say mm-hmm. this. You have to stand up, quote this, and then sit down. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. Yeah, I could imagine this in a movie as you're know, showing a cult, a cult of young women being brainwashed into saying this all at the same time. And they're in this little carpeted room with the carpet on the walls like we were just talking about on Patreon. You can smell it. You can smell <laughs> the room. Yep. yep. Oh. Okay. So on the next page, it gives a short overview of how you're supposed to use this personal progress program. It says the personal progress program uses the eight young woman values to help you understand more fully who you are, why you are here on earth and what you should be doing as a daughter of God to prepare for the day you go to the temple and make sacred covenants. It will help you prepare for your future roles as a faithful woman, wife, mother, and leader in God's kingdom. So yeah, just it, it's just says it all right there. Your your role is to be a wife and a mother. And That's this it. booklet will tell you who you, it literally says, it will tell you who you are. You don't know who you are. It doesn't matter what you want. The reason nope. you're here on earth is to do what God wants you to do, which is to go to the temple and pop out babies. That's and that it. Point. That's all you're good for. Yep. So here's the requirement to get your personal progress, like award. So to complete the personal progress program, you will need to attend sacrament meeting regularly, live the standards in For the Strength of Youth. We need to cover that sometime. It's so gross. Um, Complete the value experiences and value project for each of the eight values. Keep a personal journal. Sarah did that. (laughs) Attend seminary or participate in independent study. Read the Book of Mormon regularly and record your testimony of the Savior, Jesus Christ. After finishing these requirements, you will be eligible to receive the Young Womanhood Recognition Award following a worthiness interview with your bishop. So, yeah, I just, it's just a lot, and it's a lot of bullshit, quite frankly. Like, (laughs) so much bullshit. Like, it's, ugh. I mean, Katie, you finished your personal progress, right? Did you? Yeah, I did. And I just remember it like I thought it was the stupidest thing. Like, <laughs> even as I mean, like I said, I was a yeah, I wasn't the most devout uh, Mormon in my teens, but I did it because my mom was a young women president. And she was like, you know, have you done your personal progress? Have you like constantly writing me about it? And I was just like, ugh, don't even care. So I would just do like the bare minimum just to get it signed off. Like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Like, whatever and I think I've told you that I did that missionary project which was just so cringy Uh uh-huh oh god (laughs) so yeah I remember it says in here it tells you like when you begin they give you that necklace with the torch on it that we were talking about earlier and you're supposed to wear that necklace to signify your commitment to complete personal progress and like it's kind of like wearing your CTR ring right it's like showing how good of a Mormon you are yeah um and then once you like complete it you get like a bigger and better necklace that's still I don't know and then they they give it to you in sacrament meeting it's so weird um yeah I remember I got that necklace and I was like I'm never gonna wear this because I was like no. What a loser. Who wears this school? Because I was, like, the only Mormon in high school. So, of course, I'm not going to wear this, like, <laughs> medallion that people were like, what the fuck is that? It was totally normal for for my school for people that, like, if you had it, it was, you were the, you know, you were cool. Which was so funny. <laughs> that is just so crazy, the differences, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's, like, the rules, which, oh, my God. Okay, so it says you have to complete six experiences in each value and one 10-hour project in each of the values. So, like, so such a time waste. That's a lot of time and a lot of things. And then it also says for the value of virtue, 
you need to require you need to complete four experiences and then read the entire book of mormon and then you're supposed to get every single thing you do like signed off by your leader or your parent or whatever yeah it's like one of the first counselors or the president like someone I think your parent like I think your parents have to sign off on one part and then you have these like little personal progress meetings once a month on a Wednesday remember yes you have your personal progress leader that that, like checks in with you oh and I remember they had this like piece of paper with a chart and it had like all the different projects and you're, you would have to like check in and be like, yeah, I completed this, this, and this. And then they would like check it off and initial it. And you would too. This is what we're talking about when it's, when we say that like the church takes up all your time, it takes up all your time. It's yes. <laughs> crazy. Okay. So then, and stop me whenever you want, Sarah, because no, I'm no, going to no. get, okay, I'm going to get into the values now. And I, so what I did is I just, I just pulled out a couple of the examples of what they tell you you're supposed to do for these value experiences or projects for each value, just to give you guys an idea of what these girls have to do. And Sarah can jump in anytime if you have something that fits in here. So, okay. Okay. So the values, um, yeah, they're in the booklet and they're all like in this, (laughs) yeah, they're all in a row and then you have to like get these all signed. So under faith. Sorry, and they also all have colors assigned to them. Oh, they do. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so under faith, one of the, uh, so these are some of the experiences you're supposed to do. It says, review what the family a proclamation to the world says about a mother's role. With a mother, grandmother, or leader, discuss the qualities a woman needs in order to teach children to have faith and to base their decisions on gospel truths. How can these principles help you in your life today and help you prepare to be a faithful woman, wife, and mother? Record your thoughts and feelings in your journal. Holy shit. Uh, and there was a time in my life where I would have not seen anything wrong with that. I would have just thought that was normal. Yikes. No, I mean, definitely. When I was that age, I was like, yeah, sounds normal. Sounds good. But then it's just, yeah, literally, this is your your assignment is to write in your journal about how you can be, um, anyway, a more, like we said before, your goal is to be a wife and a mother. Okay. Yep. Another experience under faith that you're supposed to do, it says, since obedience to the law of tithing is an evidence of your faith, pay a full tithe. After three months, record in your journal how paying tithing has helped your faith grow. List blessings in your life, both large and small, that have come because of your faith in the principle of tithing. You guys, this is for young women as young as 12. Ew. Like, yeah. Hmm. The church takes money from little kids and then little tells kids. them it's part of their, like, this project that they're supposed to do. It's just gross. Yeah. Yep, it's really, it's really gross because it's like, you know, as a kid, when you first learn about the value of money and working and how you earn money, like, I remember feeling that pressure of, like, you know, I got an allowance, but in order for me to get an allowance, I had to, like, you know, do my chores on Saturday and feeling that pressure of like, you know, I think I got like $3 for doing chores once a week uh-huh. of like uh-huh. being like, I need to pay tithing and that okay. like, that's so fucked. It's a little kid feeling yeah. this pressure. And also when you're in high school too, like for me, I was like saving all my money to go to college and like working part-time jobs so that I could like save all my money. And then I would be like, oh, I have to pay 10% of that. Like, that's so it's, fucked to us to a religion that is worth over a hundred billion dollars yeah yeah it really is it's so messed up um and so also like I was just thinking that these are supposedly you know the values so like faith is supposedly this value you're supposed to have and I just I just ugh, I hate it it's like why do you need why is faith a value I just mm-mm. anyway Moving along. So the next value is divine nature. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so here's one of the experiences. As a young woman, you are blessed with divine feminine qualities. Increase your understanding of and appreciation for womanhood. Review what the family, a proclamation to the world, says about being a wife and mother. Then ask your mother... 
what she thinks are important attributes for being a mother and list the attributes in your journal and choose one of the attributes and strive to develop it. Like, I just, I hate that it's so, um, the gender roles are so enforced and it's so binary. Like, you have to be feminine and you have to be a mother. Like, it's just hammering it into these poor girls. I mean, they hammered it into us. (laughs) Yep. And you have to have those gender roles. You have to be a good little domestic wife. You have to. Yeah. There's one here about like becoming a peacemaker. Basically, don't stand up for yourself. <laughs> Be a peacemaker. There's I another. I remember that. Yep. Uh huh. And then there's one under divine nature that says develop a skill you could use in your future home, such as cooking, sewing, making repairs, organizing, or designing. So, <laughs> I just, I think here's the thing. I think like cooking and organizing and all that, like, yes, everyone should learn those skills right on. But also they own, they're, they're only teaching them and pushing this on to little girls. Yeah, exactly. They're not saying like, it's, it's only attributes associated with women, which perpetuates the idea of like gender roles and personalities associated with genders. Like none of that is true. You can be a woman and, and be disorganized or you can be a man and be organized like it's not, I know. Yeah. not defined by your gender it's so stupid and how this is like supposed to be your divine nature so your divine nature is to be like a 1950s housewife <laughs> is what yeah. it's saying it's like none of this is what the what the girl actually wants for herself mm-hmm. or what she's interested in or developing her personality it's making her basically a clone of all the other little girls um okay individual worth which pisses me off just the name individual worth because you're taught that your worthiness is conditional like your worthiness can be you know you can be deemed unworthy yeah know? exactly so why like is this a value conditional in the mormon church mm-hmm Um, Okay, so it says, you are a daughter of Heavenly Father who knows you and loves you. And then it says to read all these different scriptures and then write in your journal how these scriptures teach you that Heavenly Father knows you, loves you, and is mindful of you. And this stuck out to me because it's like, it's teaching you that your individual worth, like you're worth something because someone else loves you. It's not that you're just worthy because you are. You're only worthy because Heavenly Father loves you. Like... (laughs) And then this is like where it gets into like the fear when you leave the church of like, well, if I leave, will Heavenly Father not love me or is Heavenly Father even real? And then am I worth anything? Right? Because you're taught that it's dependent on that. (sighs) Okay. Um, Here's here's another one. Learn about the importance of patriarchal blessings. Of the like fake bullshit thing that dictates your life, and it's just you find out later in life that everyone has the same one. Basically, (laughs) that's just what I was gonna say. It like has this whole paragraph about how they're so wonderful and blah blah blah, and it's under individual worth, which is so ironic because we've seen and heard so many people's (laughs) patriarchal blessings, and they're essentially the same thing. They're They're not individualized. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay, another one. In your journal, make a list of your hopes and dreams for your future home, family, and some important things you would like to accomplish in your life, including becoming a wife and a mother. Jesus. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is that I have that list, I'm sure, like, multiple times. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, me too. It's like what you're told, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Or moving like, right along. It's like the same of, like, writing a letter to your future husband. Oh, my God. I just cringed so hard. Yep. I- oh I hate it okay next value is knowledge which is like on the surface I feel like yeah I feel like this is a good one but just you wait here's the activities you're supposed to do learn a new skill or talent that will help you care for your own future family or home for example playing the piano singing budgeting time management cooking sewing or child care Oh, my God. So nothing about, like, you know, achieving your own personal goals and dreams, learning knowledge to get closer to doing that or 
you know, pursuing your career or training or anything like that. No, no, just all about how you can be a good wifey. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, yes, playing the piano, freaking cool. I wish I had stuck with my piano lessons. And that's an amazing thing. Like, in this context, it's all about being that mom that can play the piano for family home evening, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like this artistic, very cool skill. And especially kind of like I said before, of course, childcare is important and cooking is important. Like they never, it's so gendered here that it irks me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it's not saying like Katie and I are in no way saying that these qualities, some of them are bad things. Like of course, cooking, being disorganized, cleaning, sewing, playing the piano. Those are all great qualities to have, but not in this context. Like you should have this, this connotation that like, you know, growing up as a a young woman in the church, that these are the only qualities I can have. And the only things I can aspire to do and to learn and to perfect are these and that's it. Like, yeah, especially under this value of knowledge, right? Exactly. Here's another one you're going to love. Memorize two of your favorite hymns from the hymn book and learn the correct conducting pattern for the hymns and then conduct them at least two times at family home evening. (laughs) Jesus. You know, I totally did that one. I did. I did it too because it was one of the easier ones. You just like wave your hand and you probably had some hymns memorized anyways. So and because I didn't have family home evening growing up because my dad wasn't a member, right? And my mom just like gave up on all of us heathen, like heathen children. So (laughs) We just uh, didn't yeah. do it, but I think I just, like, did it in front of her. It was like, family <laughs> home evening, chick. Yeah. Well, you sign this <laughs> off now? God. Okay. <laughs> and then another one under knowledge, it says, learn how to organize, clean, and maintain a home from your mother, grandmother, or another woman you admire. See, so here again, it's like, yeah, you should learn how to clean, but why aren't they learning how to clean from their fathers? It, it specifically says you need to learn to clean from your mother or grandmother, like, Men should know how to clean, too. <laughs> exactly. And it's just so bullshit because that that way of thinking is like what, you know, it was like a negative trait as a Mormon woman growing up. And even after leaving the church that if a guy could cook and clean, it was like, um, what's wrong with you? And now I'm like, <laughs> right? what the fuck? Who wouldn't want that? Like, I am yeah. obsessed with the fact that Greg cooks so well and he cleans and we do everything 50-50 and more yeah. so he does more than me. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Um, but it's just mad to think that I was ready to settle for a life of me being the only one who cooks, who cleans, who watches after kids, like who would never have the option of having a career. And again, I'm not saying that these aren't good qualities to have. Like if that's what works in your relationship and in your household, then that's great. Like right, I think that's really. amazing. Like being a mom and being at home, like managing the household, that is a full-time job, full stop, like not, yeah. not a question at all. Um, yeah. But to, to be made to feel that that is the only option you have as a woman, that's problematic. Right. It should just like anything else, like we always say, it should be a choice and yeah. not just shoved at you and down your throat constantly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next uh, value is choice and accountability, uh, which Mormons love. Like, oh, we have freedom of free choice, free agency. Okay, but do you really? Because if you don't choose the right thing, you're going to go to the bad place. <laughs> which we talk about in our Patreon episode, if you guys are curious to know. We did. It was, fun. <laughs> it was fun. All right. So a experience in choice and accountability is read the pamphlet for the strength of youth. List in your journal each standard of righteous behavior the pamphlet outlines and record why it is important to choose to live those standards. Practice living righteous standards by choosing three standards in which you need to improve. You might choose to be more selective about television, music, books, or other media, or you might improve your modesty, language, or honesty. A fucking course. Under choice and accountability, it's like, watch you know don't watch anything permit like don't don't wear that that shows your knees you know like what what is this <laughs> and I and it's like it's in your head you already feel guilty about everything as it is and then you have this value 
reminding you every week, like choice and accountability. You shouldn't be watching that show that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're heavy petting or maybe they're having sex and you are getting (laughs) a bit like, Ooh, maybe I should like diddle my diddle, you know, like, and you (laughs) You you probably shouldn't even read twilight. Cause you know, there's like that heavy, like that scene in twilight where they do it. (laughs) Mormon. When I read that shit, that did get me turned on because I was like, Never watched anything like that before or read anything like that before. So I was all hot bothered. Uh, you need to work on your choice and accountability, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another one says, list in your journal what you will do each day with regard to modesty, dating, and the media to be morally clean and worthy to enter the temple. <sighs> all about being yeah. worthy all about being worthy and about, yeah, if you can go to the temple and get married. Um, And then one more uh, under choice and accountability, it says, learn basic clothing alteration and repair techniques as you adapt your wardrobe to standards of modest dress. (laughs) This just reminded me of um, like prom growing up in in you well any mormon but especially like my prom where basically everyone's mormon and like a lot of the prom dresses i mean they have shops that have the prom dresses with the cap sleeves but if you didn't go to those shops and you got like a different dress that had spaghetti straps if you really were a good mormon you would make like t-shirt sleeves to sew onto (laughs) your prom dress (laughs) God almighty, I totally remember that. And I'm probably going to offend some people by saying it, but I'm going to say it. Cap sleeves are the worst. They are the like worst that. cut on every single body type. Prove They're me not wrong. comfortable. I They're just not don't... comfortable. They just look bad. Like I wore them multiple times and I look at those pictures and I'm like, why? They I so love how bad. you wore them. Like I remember wearing them because it was the closest you could get to showing your shoulder without showing your shoulder. So it was like mm-hmm. you were pushing it, you know, that was like, you're almost there, yeah. but not. <laughs> yeah. I totally remember my mom wanted me to get that for prom like get a dress that had cap sleeves but because I was in Georgia like you just weren't gonna find it like no one had them and so she because my mom is a seamstress so she was like oh I'll um I'll sew it on (laughs) and me being the biggest brat ever convinced her that I could get like a strapless prom dress but that Uh I would wear this like shawl over my shoulders there you go there you go yeah but obviously I didn't and so like in the south it's so obnoxious but like prom is over the top where like you in the foot like they have the football stadium set up and then you're announced to the football stadium which is full parents and families and they have like a little like entrance set up and then they announce each couple you walk through with your like bouquet of flowers and yeah that is extra it's so extra so I got and you pull up in your limo so we got out of our limo we go to this and before I left, my mom saw that I had the shawl on, but I threw it back in the limo. <laughs> <laughs> and without even thinking, like, she's not, I was like, oh, she's not going to see it. And then I was like, so stupid, because obviously I'm walking in front of everyone in a football stadium wearing this sleeveless, like a strapless dress. And she texted me after, or maybe it was like the next day when I came back and was like, um, I see that you didn't wear the shawl, you broke your promise. <laughs> and then also in the South, you have like a breakfast dress that you change into. Mm. It's so ridiculous. So I had one of those and it was the same deal. I was supposed to wear a cardigan over it because <laughs> it was also <laughs> strapless. I did not, but I was like, okay, she's never going to see it because it was like one or two in the morning when we went to this breakfast party. And sure enough, they took a picture and put it in the yearbook. And when she picked up the yearbook, oh. she was like, Oh, so I see you weren't wearing your cardigan. <laughs> Isn't that so funny that it just like shoulders is that big it's of a deal? Shoulders, you guys. It's just it's shoulders. Cool. You yeah. know, um, I think it's first of all genius that you went with the shawl because yes, you could get away with taking it off, but also it just looks better than putting on those, you know, the altered cap sleeves. It just looks better, oh. even if you had worn the shawl all night long. It look, just looks classier, in my opinion. Exactly. But also I have a little story. So when I was, I don't think I was 
quite old enough to go to prom yet, but there was a, a girl in my ward who was a couple years older than me, and she always dressed really cute. And she had gone to prom. And you know how prom, I believe proms are on Saturdays because, you know, they have like the whole day events and stuff. Yeah. And she had gone to prom. And I remember back when I was growing up, it was kind of like a thing that the next day to church, the girls would wear their prom dresses to church. What? Yeah. And then, and this girl wore hers and it was spaghetti strap and backless. And the day that she wore it, it was a fast Sunday. And so there's a testimony meeting and she got up at the podium and like bore her testimony. And the whole like day was just gossip about her dress and how it was inappropriate that she wore that dress and got up there when I was like, she got up there and bore her testimony of like Jesus and stuff, but no one listened to that. They were concerned about her prom dress. And then after that, my Bishop made a rule that like it was inappropriate for girls to wear their prom dresses to church after. What? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just, it's so ridiculous and so horrible. Also, it's creepy as fuck that this grown-ass man is yep. like, ooh, after that happened, you young women can't wear any dress that shows any part of your skin. It makes me, like, shiver. And, like, I, it I makes know. me just so uncomfortable that they had to set that rule. It's like, are you turned yeah. on by that? Because if you are, that's really disgusting. And it, If it really is just about learning about Jesus Christ, like they always want to say – then why does it matter what you wear to church? Exactly. Why does it matter at all? Yeah, you should be able to go in leggings if you want. But of course, yeah, that wouldn't fly. (laughs) Okay, so moving along, the next value is good works. Um, All right. (laughs) One of the experiences says, help plan your family's menus, obtain the food, and prepare part of the meals for two weeks. And during that time, help your family gather to share mealtimes. So like, I, I okay. feel like that's a good one. That's but also, one. again, it's they're just having the girls do it, which I yeah. have a problem with, you know? Me um, and then another one is, invite a friend who is not a member of the church or one who is less active to go with you to a church meeting or activity. Introduce your friend to others and make sure he or she is involved and share your testimony of the gospel and invite them to come again. Just like, how is that good works? That's kind of just being pestery. It's being pestery. (laughs) It's also like asking for the kid to get made fun of you know like especially when it's like not in Utah and it's somewhere else like it's yeah your high school and your teen years are already so difficult enough and then you have this like pressure to go talk to people about your church and religion it's like begging for you to be an outcast you know it's already so difficult during that time yeah it's a missionary opportunity Sarah (laughs) it's 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 what I posted that journal entry. I saw that. I saw that you posted that on it's Patreon, so and I was like, "Oh my god!" You're just taught to think of any like any time you meet someone new or any interaction, it's a missionary opportunity. It's not just about yeah. enjoying meeting that person. It's like, oh, I could convert them. I could bring them to church. Yes, as, as my journal says, it's an awesome in all caps missionary <laughs> opportunity. Wow, the church is true. <laughs> Uh, again, you guys, if you're not on Patreon, you're missing out because I posted some good journal entries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now moving on to integrity. Uh, an experience in integrity is reflect on how the Lord's standards differ from the world's standards. Record in your journal appropriate standards for behavior, dress, and conversation, as well as literature, movies, television, internet, music, cell phones, and other media. Write down your plan to stay morally clean and worthy to attend the temple. They're so worried about what teenagers consume. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I guess there's a there's a level, right? You don't want them watching anything, like, really terribly violent or I think a lot of, like, pornographic stuff, especially for young children, is, you know, not good. Yeah. But, like, it's just crazy. It's just this level of control. Um, and then they have one that says, uh, like, how you should fast. Like, living the law of fasting is an opportunity to practice integrity. 
Uh, that related to integrity I don't know I never liked the fasting well I don't think anyone really does but everyone does it on fast Sunday it's the worst I never did it I was so horrible at it I always tried to not do it (laughs) yeah um and then this one is pretty bad it says list the issues trends and problems that weaken the family read the first presidency message on page one of this book and the family, a proclamation to the world, and then research in the church magazines and the council of the, those whom we sustain as prophets, seers, and revelators, and write in your journal your plan to strengthen your present family and the values and traditions you want to establish in your future family, which is a long-winded way to say we don't approve of LGBTQ people. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, because there's somehow a trend, first of all, fuck off. But also, if they're not a problem, they don't weaken the family. I really, no. really hate that whole argument of like, I hate it an so attack much. on the family. Like, ew, no. It's such bullshit. Yep. It's that. And it's also, you know, what was it until recently that it was being taught like interracial couples as well is problematic and not to be because you need to date someone in your, you know, wealth, basically your economic standings and ethnic, uh, how was it worded? Something like that. Whereas basically like, yeah, only date someone in the same race and the someone who has the same amount of money as you come from. I think it was Oaks that said that. Yeah. So disgusting. Like it's, yeah, it's awful. Okay, now we're moving on to virtue, which we we mentioned before. When Sarah and I were growing up, they didn't have this value. They added it. And this is why I'm not virtuous, because I didn't have this value. Yeah, fuck being virtuous. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one reviewer is just going to love me on this episode. I've said the F-bomb like so many times. Um, oh, yeah, that one review. <laughs> Speaking of controlling how women should respond and act... <laughs> We're not allowed to say that word because we're women. Um, So in the virtue value, it's essentially just all purity culture bullshit about like staying morally clean and being worthy to go to the temple. And, you know, it talks about like the power to create life is this sacred power and it's only to be used between husband and wife. And then you're supposed to study all these things about sexual purity, which like, ew, I just hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. And then you're supposed to read the entire Book of Mormon. Uh, so that's the that's value of what virtue. virtue is. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Um, so that's the end of it. Um, and I just, yeah, that's the end of that. Uh, if, when you complete those, you complete like the uh, what were they called? The projects an hour long each for all of those and then six of the experiences for all of those then you get your like recognition and you're I even read in there that it encourages you even after you've got your recognition you're supposed to like go back through and keep doing it like just to keep I read that too because I remember when I got it because it's like a whole I don't know if it was the same for you but like you would have like an end of the year uh, kind of like a fireside or whatever and it was like all the kids in the stake who got their personal progress would be recognized and like who completed seminary and all this shit and you like oh yes mm-hmm. yeah and did you feel like, like you continue to do it throughout the rest of your life yeah, <laughs> yeah just continue yeah did you feel pressure to finish it like it's that to me it was sort of like the comparison of the pitting everyone against each other because you were somehow more like righteous and worthy if you got this and so there were some young girls who would get it when they were like 13 years old and I felt like you kind of feel that pressure to just like get it over with and get it but then once you do it's like well start again (laughs) oh god yeah I mean I felt pressure just you know to have it done and finished but not not really pressured to have it done before because like I said I mean we just didn't have a lot of people and yeah true my my branch it was like four of us max ever in young women yeah and I was usually either the the very youngest or the very oldest so it was kind of like yeah I just feel like the whole the whole personal progress it's like 
it's not personal, first of all, because it you, you're not developing, helping young, sorry, you're not helping young women develop into unique individuals or their own personalities. It's yeah. about kind of like creating exactly what the church wants, all these clones of each other and like all this conformity. And it's, it to me, it also feels like a waste of time, kind of like filler activities. So you don't have time to either think for yourself or it also kind of just makes you feel bad about yourself if you're not doing the things the way it tells you to. Yeah, completely. I just think it's a form of distraction. Yes, it's a form of distraction. And I don't think they say that they're values, but I don't think anything in there was anything of like real value or substance. It's just like kind of filler stuff and then you get like a dumb necklace at the end that deems you more worthy (laughs) exactly which is like I'd rather just have my tithing money than this necklace that I'm literally never gonna wear right and I oh my god so I was I did just a tiny bit of like googling about this and I found this reddit thread where people were talking about personal progress and I had to copy this quote and tell it because it was so good this person said The personal progress program feels like it was thrown together by people who didn't care, probably because it was. It definitely makes me feel like women are an afterthought and that women are seen as less intelligent, outgoing, or capable. Because it's true. It's all just like filler shit. It's so (laughs) true. (sighs) Yeah, we spent so much time on that, Sarah. So much time. It's just disgusting. Um. Okay, so my part, are you ready for it? I cannot wait. Lay it on me. (laughs) Okay, so Katie did the actual research, and this is how I spent my time. Talk about wasting time. I was going through Pinterest today. Pinterest. (laughs) Because I'm so behind. You guys know that I jump on trends like 10 years later, and everyone's (laughs) been on Pinterest for like the last 10 years, and I'm all like, Pinterest? What's this? I'm going to join it and start looking at shit. So I did today and it was like, I'm just curious if they have anything on personal progress. Just typed in personal progress. That was it. Wow. You guys, wow. The church is true. Also, (laughs) wow. Pinterest is insane because it's so many Mormon like women on here with all shit. Oh, I And I just like couldn't, I went down a like, a rabbit hole of all this shit and I was just like blown away because first of all they're disgusting but second of all I was like reminded that this is stuff for you this is like the the by definition of brainwashing like yeah they're told this stuff at such a young age and presented it in a way that you at that age you're probably not going to think is problematic but no, like when you no. read it as an adult, like as a 33 year old, I'm like, fuck, like, no wonder I'm so fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, totally so problematic. OK, so I clicked on. So I'm just going to do a few of them. Please. But they're mostly like those little like, <laughs> like live life. What is it? Live, love, <laughs> live, laugh, live, laugh, live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> live, laugh, love. That's how I do it. Um, It's like those things they're like little mottos but then some of them have like activity suggestions and um like different games you can play and project ideas yeah they're bad so this one is five reasons to love personal progress and it's a little little cutout that you can do in an evening it's very easy and it's a simple evening and five is what we're using to connect this together so just have a thought leave it alone at five (laughs) (laughs) that's the description of the person who made this number one because it can change the world wait how can personal (laughs) progress change the world i'm sorry don't know but apparently it does Number two, because it can change you. Okay. Yeah, it can change you into more of a of a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah. Number three, because you're so busy. I don't <gasps> know. Why. <laughs> Wait, is it literally like saying it's a good thing because it keeps you busy? It keeps you from diddling. If you're doing personal progress, you can't be diddling. You can't be diddling. You can't be piddling. You can't be doing any of that. You can't be necking and petting. (laughs) No necking and petting. No Levi loving. None of it. (laughs) Unless you Levi love while doing your personal progress. 
then oh, out. Ew, I just that is an gross. act of service, right? <laughs> that is good work. That is good work. <laughs> uh, okay, number four, because it leads you to the temple. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and number five is my favorite. It's so absolutely ridiculous because it can help you reach your dreams. Uh-huh. <laughs> your so dreams of a, of a vanilla Mormon husband yeah. and having kids that you're not even sure you want. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, so then there's another one that is a handout. And it's from Julie B. Beck, who I believe is, like, in the general authority for young women. Okay. And it's, like, all colorful, all the different colors of the values. And it says, the busiest girls use personal progress as a tool to accomplish what they most want to do. It brings your temporal and spiritual pursuits together. It shows you that what you do on the volleyball team or the chess club has a direct relationship with who you are as a daughter of God. No, you don't have to insert. You don't have to insert Mormonism into everything. Let the girls like volleyball and chess. It's so ridiculous. Like, yeah. And it's also to accomplish what you most want to do. I'm sorry. I know for sure when I was 16, that was not what I wanted to do. No, not, not interested. And then this one is horrible. So this one is a game. It's an activity that you play at Mutual. And oh it's boy. called Battle of the Sexes. <gasps> women and young men combined. Okay. Oh, no. It's horrible. So they have these questions. It says how the game is playing, played. Purpose of the activity. To help the youth understand that each of God's children have a divine nature that man and woman were created in the image of God and each are vital to his plan. Ending goal is although different from each other, we can complement each other and work as a partnership to reach our divine destiny. Uh, yep. And then, it, of course, the spiritual message is about family proclamation to the world and how each of them are, is a beloved spirit son or daughter of heavenly parents and have a divine nature and destiny. So you split the team into young women versus young men, and then you explain the game and you have questions and it's like a challenge card and then a pick a card. And some of the examples they have were like, yeah. So the first one is, Time, use it wisely. You have to, like, put TikToks on a clock. It's so stupid. What? Uh, yeah, it's just so dumb. Um, and it's, like, building. I don't even get it. It's, like, two hearts down. They have to, like, build it. And I don't even know. I Literally, some of these I didn't get. But then this is the one that made me cringe so much. It has a picture of a doll. And it says, give a young man and a young woman a doll. They will need to fully dress the doll to receive points, even the shoes, ones, and bottoms done up. So, which gender can dress the baby first? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is yeah. for, like, teenager. This is so, so weird. It's so weird. So, there's, like, all these games like this that are just, like, just so problematic yeah with just the end goal is a boy and a girl are supposed to be together it doesn't matter if you don't want that or if you don't identify as that gender like yeah you you have to do it you have to follow this exact strict thing that supposedly god wants Uh Uh, yeah it's, it's just disgusting. And there are multiple activities like this. And one's about worthiness and about the chewed up piece of gum analogy yeah. that was on there. There, I mean, there are so many that I was just like, God, I can't believe that I went through that. But also that I was on a path where I would have children and also put them through that shit. I That's know. insane. I yeah. know. That's what makes me so sad is that kids are still going through this I mean mm-hmm. we went through it and we are suffering the trauma from it and like dealing with it and working in our daily lives but like yeah little kids they're still going through this you would think that it's progressed but it hasn't they still have the family proclamation like 
basically every Mormon family has it framed in their house. It's just like uh-huh. this big old and it's like just gay hate right there framed on their wall, you know? Yeah, completely. That's all it is. Um, <sighs> okay, so I'm just going to do two more. This one is uh, so problematic. So it's on Etsy and it's called okay. <laughs> it's called Modesty like the, the 24/7 project Modesty Youth Standard Cards LDS Young Women Activity for Personal Progress and it is these cards that have like modesty intro- introduction 24/7 and it shows a picture of a woman and half of her is dressed modestly and the other half is not and on the left side she has just like normal cis white girl hair it says respect your body and on the right side she has like a short haircut like a a, almost like a spiky hair with multiple piercings and it says avoid extremes do not defile (gasps) your body in any way (gasps) yeah yeah oh my goodness and on the left side it's like she has a cap sleeve like a full sleeve shirt and it's like be neat and clean through your dress and appearance, show that you know how precious your body is. Show that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ and that you love him. Dress appropriately for church activities and meetings, especially sacrament meetings. And then the body on the right is like avoid inappropriate casualness. Never lower your standards, even for special occasions. Do not disfigure yourself because she has a tattoo. And what is she wearing? On I'm going to send you the top. picture. Oh, yes. And then it says, don't use your body for attention or approval. Okay, I just have a bone to pick with this. Like, now that I'm out of the church, I treat my body like it's more precious than I did when I was trying to cover it up because I was ashamed of it. Like, I, you know, Mm -hmm. you can pick out nice lingerie or a, a beautiful dress. Oh, I see. I see this. Oh, Isn't it horrible? This is, this is absolutely awful. And it's like flashcards. So they have like, it's like a a set of 12, I think, or some shit like that. And how is, how is defiling your body and disfiguring your body by having piercings? Like you're allowed to do it once, but. It literally makes no sense. It's just absolute bullshit. And exactly what you're saying. Now that I've left the church, I respect and love my body and do want to treat it well a hundred times more than I did as. Yeah. And this whole thing where it says, like, be neat and clean, that's on the supposedly righteous side. I'm sorry, but you can wear (laughs) anything you want and still be neat and clean. It's like they teach you that if you have a tattoo or you wear a tank top, then you're somehow dirty. Like, yeah. And and you're the only appropriate hairstyle that's considered neat and clean is straight white hair, basically. Ugh, yeah. This is this is gross, and they're selling it on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Yep, and obviously wow. doing pretty well because they're still on there. That is one of the worst things I've seen. We're gonna have to share this on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, um, wow. And then the last one, which is it's along the same lines. It's uh, another one from a person, a uh, young women leader, who's like. Over the past year, I struggled to get my girls excited to do personal progress. <laughs> well, so no wonder, because it's boring as shit. It's boring as shit, and it's so problematic. And so it's sexist. One, it's sexist, yeah. This one is for virtue. Oh, boy. Okay. And complete all four value experiences for the virtual virtue project. Da, da, da. And the first one is, number one, worthy behavior. A virtuous woman has high moral standards. Mm-hmm. Number two, worthy living. Daily virtuous living allows constant companionship from the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Okay. Number three, worthy preparation. Preparing now to be temple worthy is an internal blessing. Uh, Yeah, that's like the, that's the underlying theme of like the whole thing. I feel like you need to be worthy to go to the temple. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last one is worthy participant. Because the Savior loves us, he gave his life so we can repent. Uh, and that, 
that's all I could stomach. I this was like an hour of going down it, and I was like, I can't anymore. This is utter bullshit and disgusting, and I just can't believe that they teach you this. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I mean, I guess thanks, Kaylee. Thanks a lot, Kaylee. You ruined it. No, just kidding. We love you, Kaylee, so much. You're amazing. And uh, I just think. Good reminder. It's a good reminder. And if any of you guys are still questioning the church and listening to this, and especially if you have kids or loved ones who are in young women or young men, this is why you should leave. (laughs) Do not subject or like let them go through this like it's just horrendous and if you are at that age and you're going through it now know that it's okay to question it and know mm-hmm. that you have more options okay? yeah and we're here for you because we've been through it we get it it's we get it yeah yeah the trauma is real, real. well on that note I think <laughs> we're gonna close it up I'm going to go scrub my head clean from the young women's chant because it's now stuck in my head in all the colors. Same. Yeah. Oof. But thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. It means so much to us. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for all the messages and a special thank you to Kaylee. Your episode has been delightful. So thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. And have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.